killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Jody does that. When I start to do something like she's like uh, takes animated, she takes out her phone and I stop. She does it all the time. Will you do that again? Dude, no. Observer principle. It's our yeah. entire universe. Yeah, dude. It's fucking crazy. Like atoms change when they're being observed or not. Like fucking I know. matter. That is the most fucked up thing that I've ever heard on earth. I don't remember why I was doing that research, like particle wave theory or something. It's yeah. like just the nature of observing particles changes can change the their behavior. Yeah. So fuck everything we think we know about objective reality yeah. and religion and everything. Fuck. Like, we know shit. We don't know Jack Alt. Fuck, uh... Fuck what? who? I was about to say, um... What's that? Neil deGrasse Tyson? No, science. Richard like, Dawkins? Little science. Small, small... Small C science? Small particles small science. Oh, uh... Something physics. Why can't I... Quantum mechanics? Quantum physics is quantum what I'm physics? trying to say. String theory? Fuck quantum physics is what I was trying to say, but I was too much of a Neanderthal to get it out of my <laughs> stupid mouth. Dave. Yes? You know what date is? Uh, today, uh-huh. uh, I think it's April 26th. 26th or 24th. Which one is it? God damn it, Chris. I think it's 26th. I think you're right. I mean. You just want to start again? No, no, no. I do. Okay. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> I like all this. <laughs> what, like, okay, when you go for like a coy little like, hey, here's a reveal, <laughs> and they're like, wait, is that it? <laughs> what day is it? And I say it, and you're like, wait, is that what day it is today? I got confused. I'm like, is it, I don't know if it's the 24th or the 26th, but it's one of those. What day is it today, scaredy cats? You know. Are you Googling it? Um, Let me try. I'm going to just Google LV426. I think you're right. I think I think you were completely right, and I've derailed this entire thing. But Let's do it again. We're keeping it. No, we're keeping it in. This is hilarious. This is the worst. You're the worst. I played along so well. You did. You I did was good. like, uh, today. I can't believe, I can't the date I... today is blah. Why do you ask? I was, was so good. So we can cut it in right now. So I'll just I'll just start right at this point. You know what I mean? I'll go. That's right. It's April 26. What does that mean? Um, I have no idea what that means. I guess it means we're just gonna. I think you're being coy as fuck. <laughs> it's Alien Day. Oh shit! Alien Day, and I like the way you're feeling. Hey, be my baby. Alien Day. Yeah, we chilling out with Ripley. Hey, damn, Chris. <laughs> out in space now. They probably know all this from the description and title. They do. They're well aware. <laughs> <laughs> but and, we are having those, a lovely time. And those on Instagram are pumped. Oh, they are aware. Instagram knows. They they fucking know, right? Like mm-hmm. you've seen that too. People are counting down the they were counting down the days for months until, until this today. day. Until Alien Day, April twenty sixth, aka four two six, aka L V dash four two six, aka the planet in which all the shit goes down for Ripley. In the a- movie. All. Yes. In the movie we're about to watch today. Alien, the very first. Alien. So we've decided Alien Day lands in April. Alien is going to be our franchise for April. Mm-hmm. Every April we're going to watch a different Alien film. And we're starting now with the first one. Yeah. So if you guys tuned in uh, um, last month, we had our Leprechaun um, franchise uh, started on St. Patrick's Day. Leprechaun's March. 
And uh, now that it is April 26th, uh, Alien Day, mm-hmm. we're beginning the Alien franchise, which is a very rich history for me specifically. It sure um, does. And fans of the podcast will know your your history intimately mm-hmm. well. And that's specifically with the sequel, Aliens. But yeah. let's let's give a quick recap. Yeah. Um, so when I'll tell the story. Um, when I was but a, a wee, wee lad, um, I was a small boy and um, my... Could you do it to <laughs> love musically? <laughs> yeah. There we go. When I was but a small boy at home with my parents, my father and uncle were going to watch a movie. And uh, they thought to include me. And they said, David, um, this one's uh, it's, it's about aliens and it's kind of scary. I don't know if you're going to watch it uh, or you're going to want to watch it. And uh, I said, I, yeah, I do. I definitely want to watch a scary movie. Um, and then my dad told me that, well, son, if you're interested in a scary movie, um, the second one is even better than the first. As it turns out, that's not the case. But um, So I watched about 15 minutes of the movie Aliens and uh, slept on the f- floor of my mom's um, bedroom for the next like six months. <laughs> so was it any particular scene in Aliens? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> Yeah, um, I remember. First of all, uh, they like... It's going back a little bit, but one that I'll never forget is when they run over the alien in that like vehicle they have, mm-hmm. and they crush it, and the, you can see the acid like yeah. all like spray out of it. So like they kill it, but it's the acid blood that really got to me. The goo freaked you out. Yeah, well, it wow. burned the shit out of people. It like got on there, you know. Right? Wasn't and then, there like a crew member that gets gets totally p- fucked over by? I it? think it's like a shot early on or something, or when they run it over, it sprays on someone, something like that. Right. It's been a long time, um, yeah, for both these movies, but um. There's that, and um, in the when they go into that place, they can't fire their guns, and they can only use flamethrowers. Oh yeah, and like they set up the movie so well is like we're bringing in this like um, after the first one, everyone knows there are aliens now, so they sent this crazy team of super soldiers to go up, and you know everything's yeah. gonna be totally fine, Ripley, don't worry. Um, and then oh, we can't use our guns, and they have acid for blood, and. That's yeah, awesome. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. that 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 affects you so much. Those God scenes damn. that, as a child, really kind of terrify you and get under your skin. Then later sci-fi horror movies, those will be, or later horror movies that kind of resemble that. Those will be the ones that really resonate with you. That kind of stir that up. It's, so yeah. I think it's no coincidence that movies like Pandorum and Event Horizon are also your favorite mm-hmm. because I think the Alien franchise really um, has embedded itself in your subconscious and in your psyche yeah it's funny you should say that um because yeah what really scares me about or as when i was a kid and what set up um what set up the eventual you know this is this thing that scared me most in my whole life was the acid blood and um yeah just a scary monster and you can't use a weapon to stop it that really got me and that absolutely affected me because later um a movie that also really affected me that's about aliens kind of similar in a, in a way it was signs mm. um and signs the scene that i always think of is have you seen it of course yeah of course good and uh i don't know if we'll ever do it here maybe um if we're desperate perhaps i love it i do love it yeah i, I wanted to talk about it at the top of this one because it's another a- alien, alien. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and it, maybe we can tie in some parallels in the second half yeah um i had a couple in my head but like with that one there's that scene where um the alien's holding the kid like near the end yeah and then he sprays him with that gas, that poison gas oh, man. from his wrist. I don't remember this at all. It's I mean, actually that movie, a really good movie. I, saw, yeah. I have I've only seen it once when cool. it came out in 2004. 
perhaps. So it's been like 13 yeah. years. So maybe maybe it is due for a revisit. Maybe we'll dust that off on another triple I, day. I think it's it's a pretty good movie. Um, but uh, yeah, that that parallel that right. even scared me as like a much more adult, and I'm not scared of movies anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't like this. I remember the suspense being great in Signs, in um, just some of the. Just how it was super restrained, like just seeing the shadows of the aliens underneath the door, those kinds of scenes, yeah, yeah, right? The, like, and the heel. video footage of the birthday party. That's I remember that being the, the big moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, those are the highlights Standing probably. Standing on the roof, like there's yeah. some good ones. And I don't think, like, I mean, Alien is one of the pioneers in alien science fiction movies, you know what I mean? I don't think yeah. we would have movies like Event Horizon, like Pandorum, maybe even Signs without Alien first emerging on the scene. Definitely. And we may as well say some um, background stuff about the film. It's Ridley Scott's second movie. Um, they what's the first? It was this movie called The Duelists, which got no idea. It's about it's, it takes place during. I've never seen it either, nor heard of it before doing background research for today. But it's about Napoleonic officers who duel often. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a couple characters that do. Regardless, this movie did very well at some huge film festivals. It did very well at Cannes. It got the best debut award. And at the same time, the developers who were working on making this alien movie happen saw that movie and they thought Ridley Scott would be perfect for it. They reached out to him. He said yes right away. Ridley Scott got super into it. He storyboarded the fuck out of it and impressed the studio so much that they doubled the budget from $4.2 oh. million to eight point four million and they just Whoa. gave him way more wiggle room and even like he came up with a last scene in 1979 yeah yeah he came up with a last scene later and the studio just gave him hundreds of thousands of dollars more just to film and create and enact this vision and obviously God. it was such a huge success he went on to do blade runner next that was his next film after this i'm shaking my head right now and just <laughs> awe that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I haven't... When was the last time you saw the first one? I haven't seen this first one Probably in... about six years. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, I, I really love this franchise as, a, as um, a younger lad. I mean, I think I was 10, 11 years old when the Winona Ryder came, one came out, which is, I think, Alien Resurrection. Uh, is that three or four? I think it's four. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, four. Yeah, that sounds right. So, I mean, that I think that might have been the first one that I saw, and that made me go back and watch. Oh, really? The, which is, yeah, super weird, but that's just a result of the age that I was yeah, at the no, time. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I yeah. saw it when I was, you know, well before, and it, tra- it traumatized me, so probably right. fair that you waited a little while. <laughs> <laughs> and what better day than Alien Day to go back and watch this movie? Uh, Scaredy Cats, we know you're doing the same, celebrating mm-hmm. this wonderful manufactured holiday <laughs> yeah this could be one of the better ones for um people potentially watching the movie on the day it comes out i think it'll do pretty well yeah yeah, yeah. i wonder i wonder what alien movies people are watching because i don't i don't want to fault anybody for not watching alien or aliens on alien day like if you decide to go with three or four or uh versus predator the well, <laughs> <V> predator <laughs> whatever direction you decide to go or a uh, prometheus if you decide mm. to you know, ex- go in any of those directions. I understand. I really, really do like myself a fleshed out universe, to, um, despite how silly it becomes. Man, I there's something I enjoy about all of them. There's sure. no, yeah, there's yeah. none that I I think are complete garbage. I'll, I'll watch all of them. There's some some people don't like the um, the human DNA crossover, which I think was that three or four. I can't remember. Uh, I I feel like it's four, but also Prometheus to an extent, right? Four. I mean, the creation of humans are tied up in this universe. I I mean, alien. I think it's four. I think I mean four specifically, where the actual xenomorph gets like human DNA and right. it has this weird beige colored right. one. Right. I think that's number four, and I think that's the prison one. Okay. Um, I think three is the prison one. Three is the prison one. Yeah, that's I think David Fincher's one of his first movies. I yeah, three is the prison one. Four is the Winona Ryder one. I know that it is loose, and I, I could I've, be wrong I've only well. seen those two once. Right. So um, right. 
But that's what I like so much about Prometheus is it's taking a step even further back and showing that um, the same origin of of the alien species, the xenomorphs or whatever, is kind of somewhat tied up with even earlier phases of humans creation and those who yeah. created the humans and that there's like this proto-human type that channeled itself both into humans and I don't know. I don't want to say too many facts that I'm wrong about, but I'm sure as the years go on and we watch, we have we celebrate more Alien Days together. We'll get to the nitty gritty we'll of all these facts. Yeah, yeah, I was feeling that way with uh, Leprechaun too. Mm-hmm. Like when we we're talking about this is how the Leprechaun works. <laughs> like people who have seen all of them, they will know, know yeah. that he's got like you know he's powered by the sun and, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yes, that's all intimately revealed in yeah. uh, Leprechaun Six: The yeah. Sun God, <laughs> the Sun Boy. <laughs> <laughs> the short sun boy yeah and that's how um uh, ireland was created oh, uh, boy man. from the sun wonderful i love that yeah thank you i just came up with that um uh, another thing i wanted to say um should we do this after or no, no, now? no this you, is okay, this is this. Uh, this is a good tie-in to specifically the first alien mm-hmm. um because i've been really i'll stop doing this soon scaredy cats but um, <laughs> i've been talking a lot about video games yep. lately um and uh this movie um was probably the largest aesthetic inspiration um for the uh the video game dead space dead space this is i think the third time you've brought it up um so clearly there's an intimate link between this video game franchise and the horror genre uh it's one of the best horror games ever but it's a claustrophobic spaceship um stuff crawling through the vents um sh- weird shout it's like inspired by that just makes me want to play it so badly man i'm not a huge I, video game yeah. guy but i yeah. might take you up on that offer to borrow your second xbox i almost brought it today <laughs> i almost brought it today but i, I was half expecting you to yeah i remember you <laughs> you need some time with some other i'm stuff. almost done another game yeah. on another system but once that's done we'll get to dead space you are playing dead space yeah. it's gonna be so good um but yeah i'll stop i'll stop doing too much video game talks because this is a, a horror movie podcast. it's a horror movie podcast but i mean i think you should feel free to i'm sure there are a bunch of people that also so watch the video game so never hold back man if you want to draw parallels right. to it that's totally cool all right um, it's it's at this point it's minimum enough that it doesn't it's not sure. taking over the podcast it will <laughs> i promise you that uh let's let's kick off alien day and watch the first one so would you like to have a drink and uh watch a horror movie thank you for that offer yes i would that sounds wonderful all right happy alien day scary cats enjoy as well mm. cheers buddy cheers dog to alien day to, to april 26th alien day i mean today 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 is alien day when the writers wrote that script they actually um indicated that all the roles are just gender neutral and that they could be played by either male or female and then it ended up they ended up choosing okay let's make it a female lead sure which is a pretty revolutionary thing in 79 i think for a big action sci-fi movie absolutely it's uh um kind of starting to set the i I shouldn't say starting to set the Mm -hmm. you know the stage for horror movie um having like um no that's a great point that's a great point set like i mean all the other ones like halloween text Texas Dave's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All those ones are after seventy nine, right? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Tex Chris Dave Saw Massacre. Hard to get my favorite podcast and a movie I haven't seen. What we should separated. do, Chris, is we should just record you saying the name of the podcast and just slot it in every time you need to reference it because you can't say it. Or get that computer narrator so every time I reference yeah. it, it'll be like, Oh, it's like that movie Tex 
to stay soft. Even for a bit. I cannot say I can't say both Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Texas Chris Davesaw Massacre. Both of them. Impossible. Well, there those are the two clips you can now use forever. You just set them both. Perfect. I won't. Um, but yeah, I don't know about setting the stage because I think that it, you know, 1979. It's tough to say that's the beginning of you know female-led um, horror movies. Yeah. Um, but um, definitely that would have signaled a change because she was like, the naming conventions really suggest that yeah, they didn't have any sort of um, plan for who was going to be who. Oh yeah, they're all very. I right. just went with last some pretty, names. Yeah, some pretty basic last names, right? Parker, Ripley, yeah. Lambert. Yeah, just folks, just officers on a ship. What I found funny is um, talking about like, um, yeah, a, mov- a sci-fi movie from like forty years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, thirty-eight years ago. Thirty-eight wow. years ago. Um, that one of the um the technician guys or the maintenance guys, I suppose was this like yokel kind of Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. The guy who was like, right, right. Right. Disagreeing with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. What he, was that little cigarette, that hand rolled cigarette that he was yeah, smoking? He had huh? some little space tobacco or whatever. In space. No one cares if you smoke. Apparently you can just smoke cigarettes. You on. can just smoke a cigarette. You can just like press a button and open the airlock. I like how like the audience has become more savvy as time has passed. So like <laughs> every member of a crew who goes into space needs to be incredibly educated. Yeah, but you know, back in 1979, or yeah, 1979's vision of the future. I mean, these all feel like very working class personalities. They're all just like, I'm here for the cash. Well, I want to argue for more cash. It's a mining company, so they're not, it's, you know, space yeah. scientists. Yeah, it's like space has space travel and space work has advanced so much in the alien future um, that it doesn't matter. Like, I, I don't take any of these people to be highly educated physicists or yeah anything that we'd require to be an astronaut in our current society you know yeah exactly and i, I find that really funny it is very funny that he's just got his stupid hat and he walked into that room with all the swinging chains and like there's a lot of dripping fluids in this movie lots of drips huh yeah just dripping constantly. is part of the aesthetic for sure yeah um, on the alien yeah. on the ship itself every part of it just like moving fluids just catches the light cool it it just seems to be an aesthetic that follows every part of this movie i heard that the um the soundstage which they because this is all just incredibly elaborate sets oh, built I, in london damn. in 78 or We're whatever they filmed it a lot about that yeah but apparently there wasn't air conditioning on these sets and the spacesuits that they were in for a lot of that first act not ripley but the other ones they weren't ventilated properly at all they couldn't even get like the carbon monoxide oh, out fuck. so they had like in their first draft of it so actors were like almost passing out in these spacesuits oh my god they're really hot like getting like super overheated hot yeah yeah yeah. Bit. but it like Whoa. contributes well to the aesthetic when you're watching it like because yeah it looks just very sweaty and drippy the whole way through yeah like i mean it's 79 but it just feels like an 80s movie but like every 80s movie the heroes are always like drenched in sweat <laughs> at all times so that that probably works to their advantage what are you thinking of in particular uh like uh, predator mm. was the first thing that came to mind uh, probably appropriately so yeah yeah just seeing uh just schwarzenegger just drenched in sweat just like totally you know. and ripley is just is dripping in sweat the whole mm-hmm. second half of it too yeah running away from the alien man okay so like there there's not a ton that i can say about this as an intelligent member of the community but as someone who like hasn't seen the movie in, in i think around six years mm-hmm. um it is with like the exception of one or two maybe seconds it is just still such a dream to look at it's beautiful 
um like the the shots are so so well like you know imagined like it's not just willy-nilly we've created our set now let's get a conversation going it's always got these like slow moving ominous creepily lit it it almost seems like the most dated things are sigourney weaver's haircut Mm -hmm. and the computer technology which with with which they understand the future (laughs) to consist of oh yeah specifically like the um I don't know what that room was where he was communicating with the mother. Yeah, so the the I called it the light room where he's sitting there and there's just a ton of lights. I mean, there this is such a great thing about watching sci-fi movies is it encapsulates um a particular era of time's understanding of what the future will look yeah, like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is 1979's understanding of what you know, hundreds of years in the future, space travel will look like. So first of all, computers st- are still trapped in like this um, dot matrix type of yeah, like yeah. pre-Windows that interface. Green, that green like command prompt scrolling Exactly, text. command prompt. Yeah. And it's like clicking as it's scrolling. That's Yeah, like hilarious. really loud, like it's printing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a dot matrix printer on a screen yeah. going through. And all computer interfaces, it's like wall-to-wall lined with just like little light bulbs that are just blinking little on and LEDs, off for no reason. Yeah. I guess somehow there were to understand that this is conveying information of sorts but it just looks like christmas lights everywhere well yeah like um ridley scott at the time may have like gone into some like communications company and like seen their server room yeah and saw a bunch of lights that meant this particular connection is active so is this one so is this one this one is just connected so it's gone yellow yeah so you see all of those in a big room and like oh look it's just a bunch of lights and wires that's what science is Therefore, we can fill yeah. up a spaceship with this stuff with and symmetrical look, little lights, and that means computers. It'll look and seem super, um, yeah, super futuristic. It, yeah, but if it's like really clean and symmetrical like that, it still works. It's yeah, just, it's become timeless, even even though it's a little silly. But other than that, it's just it it works so well still. Like it's, yeah. I love the set so much. These these industrial like hallways. I mean, it's yes. so much like even Pandorum. I in was that sense. yeah, I was gonna say about Pandorum, like um, when you were mentioning about just to like connect these two um when you're talking about like how every science fiction movie especially when it comes to like um presenting a space aesthetic they sort of um uh yeah capture the time this is what we imagine it'll look like in the future so yeah it's, it's like a snapshot of people's mindsets at the time and um in pandorum what's really cool is that like they decided um to like scale it back and like they have some holographic projection stuff so there's not like physical stuff and mm-hmm. then they have the hard practical physical technology yeah. that's like timeless because it's all maintenance like they showed you the maintenance deck these are the maintenance workers yeah, yeah and, and behind even the flashiest of future technology you're going to still have wires and cords that sure. hold everything yeah. together so it's it's in the sense in that sense it's kind of timeless yeah exactly and so like I was getting a little bit of that from this movie too, and I think probably Pandorum learned a lot from Alien. And in fact, oh, watching oh, totally, Alien, totally. watching Alien today, you can see how just so many movies learned so, so many much. action space movies or space sci-fi. It's just it's all right there in Alien. Yeah, or first. just claustrophobic. Yeah, um, anything that's got metal in the aesthetic, you can just see how Ridley Scott figured out how to use it best. Mm-hmm. Oh goddamn! He set good. the standard, and it's it's so exciting to watch. It's such a good film. I mean, we were saying it's two hours long. But it goes by in what feels like like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, we took a like what felt like halfway through the movie. Took yeah. a quick little break and we were almost done. Yeah, I thought I assumed we were halfway through the movie when we took that break. Yeah. We, I didn't realize but, we had only twenty minutes left. Yeah, we went an hour and forty minutes, just not even noticing it. Because just it's just it's by. just such a simple plot. They have received a stress signal. 
they land or whatever they one of their guys gets infected so they take off they're like oh let's get out of here or whatever it turns out yeah. that he harbors an alien and that and then it's just this alien kills everyone on the ship it's, like it's so a, clean it's so a, clean it's a really great it's like what we we always talk about loving these like sort of single setting like slower slow burn mysteries mm-hmm. um that's what it was it's like it you're on a huge ship and on a planet technically but like most of it takes place in like three or four hallways you know yeah going between like their main living quarters and the the little shuttle to escape or to land or whatever like it's a small overall set and um but the, you're you're still so excited to see each new room of the ship like when harry yeah. dean stanton first walks into that room with the hanging chains that's that like a cool might, big room that might have been my favorite yeah. set and um that whole sequence yeah it was good when we were talking about the cap when we were talking about the sets i was gonna say like that the doors to that room like it was like exposed like cogs and were those the bond doors or was these no, the no not the bond doors? doors those were in like the air um ventilation air vents, stuff right, that right. um dallas was going through mm-hmm. um nice well done sir thank you it's have a day. cookie <laughs> <laughs> um but uh where was i going with that uh, i don't know i'll take this opportunity to say Do that it. Some uh, rule of thumb about this franchise is don't trust robots. Like robots have for some mm-hmm. reason been mm-hmm. programmed by richer humans on earth to always prioritize taking any specimen or information of a different life form back to earth in one piece. This is what Michael Fassbender does in Prometheus, right? That is exactly right. And it happens here in the original alien. Yeah. And uh, I was going to complain about how like Fassbender's um, a, um, Android cyborg robot wasn't quite as like for I, I don't know i guess if you know alien you're not uh, quite as surprised but there's something about um ash in home reveal yeah uh, in home um god he's just it's so spectacular the reveal like you know the whole time there's something ominous about him yeah there's something uh, off he's somehow for some reason not going by the book he's over ruling ripley's order who has the authority and allowing them on the ship is the first big no-no yeah and um he's really got this like this very proper sort of um very very like intelligent like calm yeah calm yeah like all these things early could be giveaways that he's like a robot but then he's got these sort of these very human tendencies you know like he did that like little faux running thing with his arms yeah like, when he gets pump pumped up, up he's yeah he, he's yeah. moving back and forth that really stood out to me as well it seemed really human so he's programmed with all these things to appear as human as possible and in fact none of the other humans were aware that he was a robot so it's almost like a safeguard for this mining company that we plant with these humans a robot that we have these other priorities that oh if you happen to encounter alien life that's more valuable than the 20 million pounds of ore or units of ore that we have or or so, your own life or your own life. You know, so, like, I yeah. don't think you could program a human to do that. No, no. Yeah. Whereas a robot, you can say all the other humans' lives doesn't matter at all. Just make sure you get this alien and send it back to Earth and then we'll deal with it. Exactly. Like, it, it makes perfect sense that if there was some big company yeah. that was, like, detached from the front lines, you know, that's how they would want this thing handled. They would send an emotionless right. agent um, who was expendable mm-hmm. in order to manipulate the rest of the people involved yeah that that point man that's so true now that i think about that this whole crew doesn't really seem like a highly educated or sophisticated group of people they Mm -hmm. all really seem kind of blue collar worker type people who are just here to gather the stuff and then bring it back yeah and and for some other company yeah which um ladies and gentlemen is more or less the plot um the, the whole mining 
you know, looking for something more than, you know, mining materials is basically the plot of Dead Space. Is really? Yeah. So that, that, I mean, that video game must be influenced so directly from Alien. By Alien. Alien is definitely the number one influence. And then you can see John Carpenter in it. Just in the creatures that pop it, up. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. The cool. lighting is has got its own thing. We'll we'll leave it. I could talk about it all day. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. So from from the get go, um, this the alien creature that we see that we do see would it look like this if it was um if that spawn that latched onto the face latched onto a non human thing like if it latched onto a cat or something like that or is this xenomorph specifically what happens when you infect a human with that face latching type of creature all right i think we're wading into some dangerous waters here because there are diehard fans there are who diehard know, fans who know. know what it is yeah uh and there are all these other movies so that... let's so let's let that be um kind of a warning into our ignorance yeah, and then um I, how would you respond well, what are your instincts gonna frustrate you guys so much <laughs> but i'll go on it anyway so um the face hugger that what grabbed um the dude first was an egg so I have to assume that that is an infant, unfertilized yeah. uh, creature. Um, so what it does is it lays an egg or something in the in the stomach. So it's like they hatch from an egg, and they don't. It's not like a an insect or something that goes through like a larval form and then changes. Yeah, it actually creates offspring that is of like a that lay the larvae. Yeah, it's like a yeah. middle step between the so actual creatures almost like like a parasite or something that is glomming onto something else in order to reproduce um and i don't i don't know like i think later on we find out that some sort of queen elements like or there's a main xenomorph that does the egg laying yeah but i think yes is the answer that we learn later on through some of the other movies that the um the dna of these facehugger creatures that create the xenomorphs i keep saying xenomorphs i think that's i think that's the right name for them i think you're right yeah um i remember seeing when prometheus came out like just a giant flow chart of the different species and how like human plus this equals that and then this plus this other thing because i had totally forgotten that in this first alien they have those giant creatures as well when they first land on it the creatures that run that ship that crash landed on this planet the prometheus yeah those so those prometheus god dudes are in are in the franchise from the beginning that's their ship well that's why prometheus is kind of so good is because they're going back to this 1979 classic and explaining some stuff that has laid dormant for you know 32 or whatever years it was 30 i yeah i had totally forgotten that that element was in this first one i just thought it was the humans crash land interact with the aliens but there's that third species that got there before the humans it's such an additional layer to throw on and leave kind of unexplored and the humans aren't even overly phased by it clearly humanity at this point is used to encountering different species because they see they see the ship and they're like oh it's like nothing i've ever seen before and they see the giant human looking thing in the captain's seat yeah and they see with the alien thing on his face and his chest burst open they're like oh it seems to be an organic life form like they treat it like it's yeah. not the most incredible, they, crazy thing to see in the world. They don't have the um, moment that they have in every other encounter movie, where it's like, yeah, co- coming face to face with God or something. They have this moment of like this profound, right? You know, there is something else in the. They didn't. No, just like, ooh, this one's dead. That's that's it, interesting. Exactly, and I, if I remember correctly, what we learned from Prometheus is that those giant human dudes are kind of the origin of humanity in a certain way. Like they're the kind of proto humans that That's what I believe somehow we where humans are derivative from those giant things. Yes. And I think it has something to do with the, the 
alien things. I yeah, think they, which I'm sure we'll get more explained. Yeah, in... they're DNA altering creatures of some kind. Right. Yeah, that cause like species to branch off or right. whatever. And I mean, um, like people who so think about fans who watched this in theaters in '79. I mean, they still. I are... don't know how I could like this. Is, must be like um, watching Star Wars for the first time. Like, yeah insane it makes no sense when's the first star wars is just two years prior right like 77 two years before that they came out with one of the greatest space movies ever and this without a doubt the effects in this movie are better like are more well they could learn from they could learn from the mistakes and they it's not it doesn't have to veer into the cheesy it can really get into the dark side of yeah yeah well it's there is two different sides of the same like space coin i guess but like star wars is a space fantasy this is a space horror yeah you know so we're dealing with a horrible monster so epic but i mean for people who have watched the original alien they still have unanswered questions and they've been waiting for 38 years and they're still like now they finally they had prometheus finally a bunch of or four or five years ago and now alien covenant might answer some more questions that they have i think it should because i think there were a lot of people who were somewhat um disappointed with prometheus um yeah it seems to people seem to be mixed on it eh? i guess it's just like it depends on what you love about the Alien series, I suppose, that makes it good. It feels like Prometheus came in at a time for the Alien series, like um, Terminator 4 for the Terminator series, like introducing Christian Bale and CGI Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. It didn't have the same appeal. And although, it, like, I don't know, you could make a case that it was good, you could make a case that it was bad, but I think most Terminator fans didn't love it. Yeah. And that's been the imp- impression that I got about Prometheus. Yeah. Um, because I think they just do weird stuff. Like, I guess that's what Alien always does, but just does weird stuff with the alien human timeline. The impression that I got was that um, Terminator and those other, like, four plus, four and five, were seen as more unorthodox than um, the Prometheus ones are received. That alien fans, like, accept Prometheus as canon and genuinely developing the story and giving more backstory, whereas Terminator fans sure, sure, kind sure. of reject those later ones. That's kind of. And as someone who's not a huge fan of yeah. either. No, or, I, I think that's, yeah, that's going to be. That's, the, that's the, the impression that I get from fans and hype. And I mean, like all those later Terminator ones got terrible, terrible reviews. Whereas Prometheus, true. I think, got decent it did. reviews. Yeah, it was it was a genuinely good movie. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was that was always the impression I remember. And uh, the uh, the final sequence with that rolling thing or that big ring that we see oh, in Alien yeah. when it rolls. Is that the same ship then? Yeah, in that's yeah. it. That's why that's so fucking, that's why Prometheus is so fucking amazing. We get to see that the thing in the chair we get to see that happen we get to see so is that we get like we revisit we learn yeah more yeah about yeah it. but is that in prometheus is that the same planet and the same ship like the same exact ship crash landing or is this a similar ship in a similar planet i think it's the same i think it's the exact same but they don't because the egg things are in like weird canisters remember in prometheus like they they when they land on mm. the planet they go and it's not eggs it's like weird gooey canisters and it's like a different That's sub true. it's a different kind of parasite type thing was prometheus first the people listening a, are just like fucking idiots like why the, they yeah just watch the we warned you <laughs> we warned you <laughs> we warned you um was prometheus it was a prequel is it yeah yeah it's 100 percent a prequel okay and cool. so yeah it sets that shit up so nice. like um they encounter humans potentially then for like one of the early first times right you know so also another thing uh, that's interesting is i don't know if this is just a style choice but in prometheus versus uh versus um alien alien the uh the xenomorph alien is a slightly different body model and it's not just a suit thing it's like it doesn't have the rounded edge. It's all spiked. It's like a slightly different shape. And yeah, and I think that this is because of like I'll I'll send you that flowchart. It's because it's not the same 
it's just not the same kind of technically not the same species. no it's not the same species it's yeah. like it's mixed there's some something yeah. changed along the way and so where this whole conversation branched from was you asking if the shape or the body of this specific xenomorph in the first alien was based on human human physiology. specifically i think yes uh, yeah 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 and that's my suspicion as well it, it's it seems supported in the rest of the alien movies that i remember in my peripheral memories mm-hmm. that the dna of the thing that it infects seems to influence the final product the alien yeah absolutely yes. man these these sets are so incredible oh i God. mean you could almost keep them in place and just have them as some kind of a like tourist thing. like i would love to walk around on i would spaceship love to walk through it like a set where half and it's, of it is... it's they're they're all long and connected like it's a lot you have a lot of the same shot going from room to room through a hallway yeah. which is like okay so it's not a simple small hallway that it they was... designed it's they designed like a bunch of connective hallways and areas apparently yeah. they spent 10 weeks building all these sets before they even started filming and um yeah design like a lot of times if if you make um like a set you'll make like a wall or like a corner and just shoot from one side exactly to yeah. make it you know to make it more inexpensive um but this one was a lot of like complete corridors and like circular shots of a whole room so you could yeah. see all of it because they made the whole room and what was great about that is um especially in that one main corridor that like we had this hallway i think it was like one of the first shots of their ship um is they showed looking down like the left hall and then the camera pivots and it looks down the right right of this like elbow shape like hallway and um then later on in the movie we have that scene you and i kind of talked through it a little bit talking about the camera on uh, tracks um yeah. of ripley with the flamethrower like going down the hallway like real slow looking around the corner seeing it and then backing up and going back down the hallway she just came from yeah like that was so fucking cool like showing like doubling back in all this one sustained like sort of sequence yeah and this i mean that i'm sure that was a pain in the ass i bet it was i fucking bet it was because this is pre-steady cam like 79 so you are dealing that's why when you're going through these hallways it's angled up and you're only seeing her pretty much from the shoulders up because you can't get the ground if you get the ground you'd see the dolly tracks yeah so it's coasting along these tracks it's not until i think kubrick was one of the first ones to use steady cam with the shining which is 82 84 He's the first one who kind of saw that technology implemented somewhere and, and decided to incorporate it into film where yeah. you could walk and someone will pull the cords, but you don't need a dolly track to walk backwards and yes. have it be decently steady. Stabilizes the camera as you're moving. So yeah, so I'm piece. sure like Ridley Scott would have loved that technology for this movie, but he was able to get that same effect um, just by merely like, okay, if we just focus on the top, like one third of the screen, yeah. like head, look up, let's just look at this great ceiling. And it's like, I wonder if it's like things like that, that like you, you have a shot of like up the camera looking upward at someone's face. Oftentimes I find that to be a, a, a scarier shot. And is it because it's scary to look up at someone's face? When they're nervous, does that accentuate the the features of a scared face? Or is it because that's what they used to navigate moving shots in old horror movies? Um, so I associate that with a, a scary looking shot. Right. Like, I, I find like thinking about that interesting because like if um, some of these amazing directors pulling off some amazing shots and amazing visuals doing so like basically, you know, jury rigging it because the technology didn't exist to just do it easy like you do it today. Yeah. It's, it's, I wonder how much that influences. Right. If those old, the way those old techniques work on me. 
I think if you're doing horror, and I mean, I, I'm not familiar with like the earliest silent horror films, but I think there's something about you want to watch someone going down a hallway. You want to see that movement and that motion. You want yeah. to see them running, escaping. That would be integral to it. Um, so like having giant cameras on dollies, like that's it's a pain in the ass for capturing that. So maybe Ridley Scott was um, kind of ingenious in pointing it upwards so that way you could get the constant movement and have them running mm-hmm. while still not having to worry about you know, revealing that this is a camera on wheels on the track. Yeah. No, I want if this is all probably like on the special features of the DVD, like I'm sure I love that. We but just, that's not what this is for. This no, is no, more no. just speculating. This, is, hype. this yeah. is just like, this is, um, waiting at least six years since last time you saw this amazing movie and then, um, watching it and just being blown away. Um, remember also as well, we were talking about this, um, at the very end when they get into the shuttle and escape and the ship blows up, which, that is a very 1979 effect, probably the most notably. Which part of it? The when the kaboom? the ship explodes, like what that looks like in space. It's huge, yeah. It's huge, and it's just like. And I have to effect. admit, it was a pet peeve. I mentioned it yeah. at one point to hear sound in space. This is so oh, yeah. many sci-fi you movies. You boot do that. This. You boot it. Yeah, like <laughs> so many exterior shots of spaceships. You hear like, like you hear the spaceship moving, and that's ridiculous. And I think it's interstellar or maybe some other movie and i'm sure earlier sci-fis have as well but it stood out to me in interstellar where all the exterior shots of the spaceship they wouldn't play any sound whatsoever and it's like hell yeah come on there's no sound in space another cool um sci-fi horror that does like really good silent outside space stuff is dead space the game oh i'm not familiar (laughs) (laughs) i've never Um, heard of this before so when they're in the shuttle at the end uh, um and ripley looks over or walks over and then the alien is in there yep it reaches out at her and she goes and hides and gets Seem- seemingly taking a nap is it taking a nap it just it seems real chill i mean it seems insane first it of makes all no sense. it seems a little crazy that the alien would after kind of wandering around the ship and just killing humans would n- nestle itself into like a small section of the shuttle yeah and like like less than 60 seconds after like killing wandering the halls and like ripley seeing it turning and running away the other direction getting the cat still like looking around every corner getting into the thing in that time it went in there was like oh time to sleep and then she flies away and then a massive explosion that shakes the shit out of her and meanwhile it's sleeping Uh, right through it just having a nap but narratively that wouldn't be as exciting dave this yeah. is more exciting for her to get... This is a horror movie trope too, right? At the yeah. very end, you think they got away and there's always one more final blow. Yeah. Well, I mean, that one... I don't know. The movie's like basically perfect. And then when there's one, like, why? <laughs> yeah, I get to say it. I- I'll take it. I'll I'll take it. I, I enjoy it. I if accept someone, that final if, scene. All right, Security Cats. If there's someone out there who knows of the scene that me and Chris like talked through or something where the alien gets shot with a tranquilizer dart and climbs into and the shuttle. <laughs> if we miss that, cool. Just let Maybe us know. Maybe xenomorphs need their like micro naps, you know? Apparently they do. But that whole end scene, I think, was pitched, if I remember correctly, from things I read beforehand. It was pitched later, like after they had done all the principal filming, and then Ridley Scott got extra money to go back and do that. Like he thought, Whoa. you know what? We just need like a little bit of an epilogue, like one little final hurrah for the alien to get a final shot. A bit of a one last battle, yeah. One last the, little micro battle, yeah. I wonder though if um how, how that would have worked. Like, did, would they have filmed the whole movie and really ends up getting away, and then that would have been the end? And they're like, you know what, we could add, and then they. I think that's it. Okay, so if that was the case, then um Ridley Scott's ending to the movie was one last shot of the alien that Ripley sees and doesn't get noticed and runs away and makes it. 
that's how it the alien goes it's out. It's not or, as exciting, right? Or I wonder, probably not. I don't think that's how Ridley Scott would ended it. There probably would have been one other shot that encounter wasn't where she's like flame flame torching the thing right before just jumping on the shuttle something like that where she gets away where you, we see it one last time like i just don't see how a director okay yeah i got it and then the shuttle's pulling away and then it shows the window and it shows the alien just being like no <laughs> in the window as it explodes yeah. no it, it, it's wearing a top hat and it has a little cane hello my brother <laughs> i think it's space balls that that happens yeah, let us know scaredy cats there's a alien parody where when um in this parody when the little chest burster bursts out of the person it's wearing a stupid top hat and it, and it whips out a cane, cane and it starts dancing oh i'm gonna google it right after this yeah uh, no the scary cats will tell us they will they always do they always do <laughs> uh should we go to some instagram comments maybe sure you want to you want to read them this time yeah we got some instagram comments you guys have been very active on our instagram um ha- uh so specifically about um the uh post on suspiria um from instagram user drunk in a graveyard which is just a great great username they're actually a po- another horror podcast oh really drunk in a graveyard podcast yeah oh great uh, they get super drunk and talk about horror movies like we do that's close to us so i'm gonna shout them out right now drunk in a graveyard um, hey guys hey guys thanks for keep commenting. on killing it um and they like suspiria a lot suspiria is one of my top five for sure gonna check this out later uh that's awesome thanks so much for commenting I, and i agree i think suspiria is one of my top five horror yeah movies. it's i really like it but it seems like it got you a lot oh i like, just i fucking love it you excited for the remake um uh, i feel a couple different ways about it because like i love that first one so much um one thing i did hear about the remake is that it's not going to be as colorful and that actually gives me hope that makes me think that okay they're not trying to redo what they did in the first one and they're trying to maybe take it in a different direction and do something just as exciting with mm-hmm the same kind of plot you maybe, know maybe we'll get like an evil dead sort of finished product yeah where you can appreciate both of them on yeah. their own terms and they're very different yeah but yeah that's the best you can hope for for yeah. any horror remake that's my hope right now is yeah. that they don't try to you know what made suspiria great let's do that no is goblin still alive <laughs> can I, they jam i hope not you hope I, goblin's dead <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna hope s- you're dead goblin i just that music fucks me up um uh beardman media um also Sus- a great great name that's a good one on our suspiria post um just sent us a clapping hand emoji thanks uh, thank you as well um beardman media for interacting with us a little bit Keep um, on as well in the man world I'm a, ooh. um agatha tilda um one word all lowercase that's hard to read but agatha tilda um yes uh and she said uh, main character in a book about someone obsessed with balls oh yeah yeah I, that's something i added because she's actually if you go to that instagram profile she's got just a real creepy mask and it's just a bunch of photos of this creepy mask oh and i think it's all promo for a book that this person is working on featuring okay. that character which cool. is great that's why i just added that that's side why bracket. that's there okay yeah. so she's just excited about suspiria but what did what was the actual comment yes just yes just like, yes about suspiria and yes to you as well and um yeah looking forward to that novel with that creepy mask yeah keep on creeping on instagram uh yeah agatha tilda keep on keeping on and thank you very much for commenting this uh yeah thanks so much scaredy cats on instagram yeah scaredy cats of instagram yeah so check us out text chris dave saw on instagram we're pretty active there and that oh geez we're gonna get a lot of corrections on this one yeah and i'm looking forward to it because like let's see i want i hope that the community out there is as active as it seems like you guys are and as excited about alien day because i oh man alien gets under my skin and I'm I'm so glad we did this. I'm, I'm so glad excited. Alien Day yeah. exists, and I'm excited for Alien Day 2018, mm-hmm. 19, 20, 21, 22, where we can watch Aliens 
Alien 3, Alien Resurrection, Prometheus, and Alien Covenant. I I don't think that's... Can we consider that canon? Do Alien fans consider that canon? I wonder. I don't care. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, obviously we'll watch it. Fine. We'll just do Alien vs. Predator tomorrow. Oh. I'm watching it tomorrow. I remember seeing that. I think I saw that one in theaters. Do do you remember? Um, I remember... I think Michelle... um, Not... What's her name? Rodriguez? Yeah. Is her name? Yeah. yeah. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. From Fast and the Furious. Yeah. She's in that. I and remember that I part of it. Topher Grace. Adrian Brody. Too? Adrian Brody. Topher Grace. Does it take place in like the Arctic and there's like a, it's a deep dying tunnel into... <laughs> Am I thinking about the right movie? That sounds like Prometheus. No. And like a snowy... No, it's it's in a jungle. Jungle. No, there's... So there's two Alien versus Predator I'm movies. talking about the first one. Oh, geez. All right. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving on. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. I have been David Stonebra. I've been Chris Vandenberg. And this has been the Text Chris Dave Saw Massacre. And as always, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Aliens need their nap time, chaos reigns. Uh, Happy Alien Day, Scaredy Cats. See you Saturday.